Today in Science from Wired. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. A flesh-eating bacterium is creeping north as oceans warm. The Vibrio vulnificus pathogen thrives in hot coastal waters, and beachgoers can contract it via a small cut or scrape. It can also kill them in two days. By Marin McKenna. If you were planning on a shore vacation this year, you might have kept track of great white sharks. The apex predator made famous by Jaws and, okay, the Meg and Sharknado, has been spotted on East Coast beaches from South Carolina up past Cape Cod, leaving potential beachcombers worried by accounts of close encounters and attacks. But many marine biologists are worried about a much smaller, in fact microscopic, threat. They are tracking an unprecedented surge in ocean-going bacteria known as Vibrio, which recently killed three people and sickened a fourth in Connecticut and New York at least two of them after swimming in the coastal waters of Long Island Sound. For swimmers and fishermen in the Gulf of Mexico, Vibrio is a known summer foe. It is one of the reasons for the old saying that you shouldn't eat oysters in months that don't have the R in their name. Warmer water encourages bacterial growth, and oysters accumulate these organisms when they feed. The bacteria is also an infection hazard for anyone who gets a cut while cleaning up soaked debris after a hurricane. But Vibrio appearing in the waters of the Upper East Coast is a new and unfamiliar problem, fueled by the rapid ocean warming of climate change. Researchers worry Vibrio is going to become a persistent threat to whether people can safely enjoy the beach, and physicians who work in areas where it is already common wonder whether their northern colleagues will be alert to its potentially fatal risks. We are used to certain diseases in our area, but they are something that clinicians in the Northeast, for example, may not be familiar with, says Cesar Arias, a professor and chief of infectious diseases at Houston Methodist Hospital. All these changes in climate that we're seeing, including the tremendous heating of the oceans, is making the geography of infectious diseases change. Already, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that there may be 80,000 illnesses and 100 deaths caused by Vibrio species in the U.S. each year. About 52,000 of them come from eating seafood. But because shellfish safety is tightly policed by federal agencies, it's the other portion of Vibrio infections caused by the species Vibrio vulnificus that is raising so much concern right now. These infections happen when bacteria-laden seawater infiltrates a break in the skin. In an average year, there are believed to be 28,000 cases, but that's widely considered an undercount. Those infections can be treated if people get antibiotics quickly, 
but without rapid attention, they can cause necrotizing fasciitis, flesh-eating disease that can only be arrested by amputation and also can put people into septic shock in as few as two days. The bacteria can enter the body through very minor injuries, a cut from stepping on a shell, a pinch from a crab's claw, water touching the incision created by a new piercing or tattoo. Up to one-fifth of those who contract vibriosis from wound infections die. The risk is serious enough that on February afternoon, the CDC sent out an alert to health departments and physicians urging them to consider the possibility of V. vulnificus if they learn of wound infections in anyone who has been in the water in the Gulf of Mexico or on the East Coast. The alert emphasizes how fast these infections turn septic and asks doctors to send cultures to a lab, but it also urges them to start patients on antibiotics immediately, without waiting for lab results or consultation with a specialist. Vibrio are on the move. In March, a research team based at the University of East Anglia in the United Kingdom used records of diagnoses combined with models of climate warming to define the situation in the U.S. now and forecast what might come next. They found that just for V. vulnificus wound infections, cases increased eightfold between 1988 and 2018. Every year, they were recorded about 30 miles or 48 kilometers further north. Then, using several computer models based on predicted levels of greenhouse gas emissions combined with population movements, the group plotted the bacterium's possible further shift. Under a conservative low-emission scenario, they found that Vibrio already present in the Chesapeake Bay might extend its range to the middle of the New Jersey shore by 2060. In the outer bound of a high-emission scenario, it might move as far north as the coast of southern Maine by 2100. Elizabeth Archer, an environmental scientist who led the work as a doctoral student, says it was a mild shock to discover via news of the recent Connecticut and New York cases that V. vulnificus had already reached the edge of New England. Our model had predicted that area to be in the main distribution of infections by mid-century, she says, so it was perhaps a bit surprising that it came so soon, but also not surprising, given the trends in ocean warming and air temperatures. In a few scientific circles, there has been concern for years that temperature anomalies are permitting Vibrio to surge out of its historic areas. Bacterial surges have been documented on the coasts of the Netherlands and Poland, and isolated from tidal flats in Northern California, all places where the water ought to be too cold for Vibrio to grow. And over the past decade, Vibrio has increased in Atlantic coastal waters off Florida and the Carolinas, not only contaminating seafood, but also posing a hazard to people who fish or boat in the marshes and inshore waterways. This year, the unprecedented warming of ocean water, which fueled the rapid intensification of Hurricane Adalia the night before it struck Florida's Big Bend, is changing marine environments all the way up the Atlantic coast. Both Long Island Sound, where two of the Connecticut victims were apparently infected, and waters off New England have reached record high temperatures in the past few years. V. vulnificus is only active at a temperature that's above 13 degrees Celsius, and then it becomes more prevalent up until the temperature reaches 30 degrees Celsius, which is 86 Fahrenheit, says Karen Nee, who is an associate professor and water quality expert at American University and an open water swimmer accustomed to ocean conditions. There's more going on than just temperature shifts. Jeffrey Scott, the chair of environmental sciences at the University of South Carolina's Arnold School of Public Health, who leads a research consortium on the oceans and climate change, 
says changes in water quality are whomping up Vibrio's ability to cause severe illness. Those changes are driven by people relocating to coasts, which increases nutrient flows into the ocean via wastewater. Vibrio used to be a late summer hazard, but is now turning up earlier and also later in the year. We've gone from them being mainly an issue from late July through early October to being present April through November, says Scott, who formally supervised several coastal laboratories at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And in some cases, they have been seen overwintering in North Carolina, around the Outer Banks. To the problems of evil Nificus being more virulent in more places for longer, you can add that more people may be exposed. First, because hot weather naturally sends more people to the beach, and second, because some of those people may not realize how vulnerable they are. Many people won't know they are in danger. Every state with a shellfish industry participates in the National Shellfish Sanitation Program, run by the Food and Drug Administration, which dictates standards for every aspect of shellfish production, including screening for contamination by Vibrio. That's out of self-interest. Any hint of the organism's presence can shut down a state's shellfish economy. In fact, since the recent deaths, the homepage of the Connecticut Department of Agriculture has been topped by a highlighted banner declaring, Connecticut shellfish have never been associated with Vibrio vulnificus infections. But there's no national program that can warn swimmers or surfers of Vibrio's presence in the ocean. No testing regime like ones that look for coastal E. coli, no system of flags like the ones that announce strong surf and riptides. These hazards are local knowledge, shared among people who have lived alongside them. This poses a problem. How to make the public in newly endemic areas conscious of their new risks? No one, especially not researchers at publicly funded universities, wants to be perceived as hurting coastal tourism. We don't want to scare people away from beaches, Freilich says. You don't need to avoid them, you just need to be aware. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at Wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.